Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome, sisters and brothers, to another episode of In Hot Pursuit. I am your host, Debbie Harris, and I am excited about our second episode where we will impact this question, is God still good? But before we get started, let's go ahead and saturate this environment with some worship, and then we'll get right into We'll get right into our dialogue. All right, let's go. So I hope your faith is being stirred up by the worship that you heard today. And now let's get right into our discussion as we unpack this question, is God still good? You know, this episode came about based on a conversation that I had with a friend of mine. And we were talking about all of the situations and circumstances that are going on around us. And we began to discuss how God has equipped us to do hard things. And that's where this dialogue began because it's, it's easier to see God's goodness when there are favorable situations, right? And circumstances going on in your life, but it's difficult to see the goodness of God. It's more difficult. It's more challenging to see the diff- the goodness of God when things are, not going well when you're losing loved ones to to sickness or to the pandemic or you are in a hard financial place and there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of chaos it is in those times that we have to press into our faith even the more we have to continue to build up our faith even the more But it's also in those times that we begin to ask this question that we're discussing and unpacking today, is God still good? And this is, we're not the first people to ask this question. There were some questions, people asked the same question, I think in a different format in biblical times. And so let's unpack this question because if the the only time we see God's goodness 
is in favorable circumstances, then we limit his sovereignty. We limit him in, in some respect and we um, box him in just to our own premise or what we think he should do for us. So we limit his vastness. We limit his sovereignty. We limit his character. When only, if only we see his goodness in times of favorable conditions. And so as we unpack this, I hope that you follow along with me because again, we bring to you messages of hope and introspection really to get you to think, you know, about some of the ways that we think, <laughs> you know, as people, as human beings. And it's normal to question circumstances when things are unfavorable. I remember years ago when my brother passed away, how fervently I was praying and believing and trusting God to heal him. And I was devastated and crushed by the grief of his loss. And I began in that time frame to question God and to question his goodness. I said, God, why didn't you heal him? Why didn't you raise him up? Why didn't you work a miracle in his life? Because I had seen God. I've seen God work miracles. I've seen God um, work a miracle in my grandmother's life. She got shot in the head at, at 30 um, by my grandfather. And it was a lot of abuse and domestic violence in their relationship. And this is the time when she was getting out of the relationship. She, you know, was getting out of that tumptuous relationship and he shot her in the head. And I remember the stories that I've been told that the doctors had given up and said, you know, you guys need to come in and say your goodbyes. She's not going to make it. And I remember uh, my great grandmother kicking everybody out the room and going into this room because she was a woman of faith. She was a woman of faith in spite of situations. She still believed and held fast to God's word. And she kicked everybody else out of the room. And she went into the room and she prayed. And my grandmother is still living today. She still has the bullet in her head, but she has no mental defects from the bullet wound. She is a miracle. She'll be 90 um, this coming January. So fifty. You know, you got to think almost 60 years in the earth. God gave her an additional 60 years when it should have been time up because she got shot in the head. Many people don't make it. So God, she's a testament of God's miraculous work. So I've seen God work miracles. So when my brother was sick, I was believing God for this miracle. I was praying fervently for this miracle. And then I kind of felt like God didn't hear me in that the miracle didn't happen. And I began to question God. And I said, Hey, why didn't you, why didn't you heal him? And the Lord spoke to me so clearly, so clearly and said, who's to say I didn't heal him. And it rocked me. It floored me y'all. It stopped me in my tracks. And I really had to think who is to say that you didn't heal him. He's no longer suffering in his body. He's no longer dealing with sickness and illness anymore. He's at a place of peace and rest. I think sometimes we limit healing to God raising them up and giving them more time in the earth. When the Bible says that heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word will 
what? His word will stand forever. We're not promised that this earth will be here forever. And so sometimes we're trusting in systems and we're trusting. We got too much trust in the world. We got too much trust. The Bible says heaven and earth shall pass away. But my word is going to stand forever. He already tells us where to put our trust in, that we shouldn't put our faith in temporal things, or we shouldn't put our faith in just the here and now. But a lot of times we limit God to our own perspective. We limit God to our own thinking. We limit God to our own guidelines and presumptions. And God is not limited by that. Matter of fact, the scripture says that his thoughts are that our thoughts are not his thoughts, that his, his thoughts are higher than ours, that his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. And so it's hard for us to try to comprehend a sovereign God and then kind of put him in a basket and limit his vastness to what our conditions and circumstances stances are. So when we limit God, we limit, we're limited by our knowledge and understanding of his sovereignty and his character. God is still good. We can say God is still good because from the beginning, that's all he knows is goodness. That's all he created was goodness. Everything he created, he said it was good. So the only thing that God created was good. The difference is we are in a sin-laced world where sin has caused us to that goodness sometimes to be smurred, you know, to be, or to be blurry, right? Because we see a lot of hatred. We see a lot of discord. We see a lot of division. We see a lot of breakdown. We see a lot of these things going on in our world. And sometimes we're, we're equating that to God's goodness when his goodness cannot be limited by by our circumstances or what we can see or tangibly touch or understand. And so, you know, it's important that we understand that God's goodness is not limited to favorable situations and circumstances. And when we limit God to that, we limit him. We limit his power. We limit you know, his sovereignty, we limit his character, we limit him and we kind of have boxed him into our own realities or boxed them to our own perceptions. Okay. And so it's very important that we take God out of this box because our God is magnificent. Our God is awesome. Our God is omnipresent, right? He's everywhere. So he's, his, his, his goodness is vast. And it's hard to regulate it just to what we want it to be or what feels good to us. Um, hard situations come in our life. And I believe that those are the times when our faith needs to be present the most. Because it's not easy in a hard season to trust God. But it's necessary for you to trust God. And that's where you need hope to arise even the more. That's when you need to trust him even the more because it looks like in the dark is a lot of times where our faith is being cultivated. That really true faith is present right in the hard thing, if that makes sense. You know, when we were going through infertility, me and my husband, that was a hard place. When we almost got 
we had to sell our house and we, you know, we avoided foreclosure. We were in a hard financial place and we had to trust God and we had to really work through our emotions and really work through this whole idea of wanting to look like something, wanting to have an image of something, but not really having the substance of a thing of our faith being realized. You know, sometimes we go through the motions and we want to look good to people, but really our focus should really be on pleasing God. Okay. So follow me as I unpack this, you know, in Daniel chapter three, verse 18, we see this whole scenario playing out and it's different, different scenarios in the Bible where they had to believe God for a hard thing and still and without compromising their faith. And we see Daniel, we see in the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter three, verse 18, we see Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. They are getting ready to be thrown in the fiery furnace because they refuse to bow down to, they, they refuse to bow down and worship, you know, a person and put them on this type of scale and idolize them and make them an image. They refused to give up their true worship for God. And so that was the, because that was the decree and everybody was supposed to do it because it was law, they were really breaking the law and they refused to compromise their faith for a law that try to tell them that you have to do it this way. That's some bold faith y'all in the face of a decree, you decide that you're still going to serve your God right? You're still going to, you're not going to worship and bow down to a false image or a false idol. And they held fast to that. And this was their statement. They said, God is able to deliver us, but even if he doesn't, we still will serve him. In other words, they, they were basically saying that God is still good. It's still good to serve God. It's still good to worship God. It's still good to follow God. It's still good to pursue God. It's still good to cry out to God. It's still good to worship God. It's still good to praise God. Even in the midst of a hard situation, they refuse to give up the very thing that was giving them life in a place of captivity. And I want you to be encouraged today that even if you're in a hard place or you're in a hard situation, that it's still good for you to give God praise and thanksgiving. Even if you don't understand, even if you don't understand completely, don't give up and compromise your worship. Don't bow down to your situations and circumstances just because of, of what you're going through. Understand that God's goodness is present even in the dark. So anyway, I got a little excited <laughs> fiery for a moment. So if you follow with me, you got to understand that God's goodness is not predicated on favorable circumstances, that God is good no matter what circumstances. Matter of fact, Paul said it this way. He said, I've learned whether I have a lot or I don't have a lot to be content. He said, I've learned how to keep and still manage my faith in God and keep my spirit up and stay encouraged and, and stay fortified and stay focused on the mission and the assignment. That's what he basically is saying. He said, I've learned in all situations. So you can't let the situation determine and rock and move your faith. Because the question is, did you have faith in the first place? Or did you just have faith for, for God to do things in your life? Did you have faith for the thing, but then you didn't have no faith and you really weren't rooted in him? So we got to believe and trust that God is still good, even 
even if we're in a hard place, that God has equipped us. He's uh, empowered us to even be able to do hard things. So this is what I wanted to leave with you today and encourage you that God is still good, even in the face of whatever you're dealing with, because he's sovereign. He is still holy. He's, he's righteous. And he'll give you understanding and revelation if you follow him and you really want to know him. God really looks at the intent of our heart. So while some people say, don't question God, I say it's okay to question God with the right intent. Because I began to question God when I was dealing with infertility, when I was going through the hard financial hardship, when my brother was going through sickness, I began to question God, but I really wanted to know God's heart. I really wanted to understand God's will. And I think when you really want to understand God's heart and when you really want to know God's will, he'll give you revelation. He'll he'll give you understanding because he's a good father. I hope you guys have been tracking along and leave your comments. What did you get out of this message today? But I wanted to drop on here and kind of try to unpack that question. Is God still good? And I believe the answer is yes. God is still good in spite of what's going on all around us. He's faithful. He's holy. He's righteous. He will keep his promise. He will keep his word. And it doesn't matter what the situations are. We can still praise him and worship him without compromise, even in a hard place. And really, we got to be intentional about doing that even the more when we're in a hard place. I believe a lot of times God does some of his best work in the dark. All right. So leave your comment. Let me know you, um, what you got out of this segment and we'll see you next time. Again, this is your host, Debbie Harris, and we're in hot pursuit of God. We're hungry after God, right? We're hungry after God. And we know that only he holds our lives in his hands. All right, you guys, happy Sunday. And I really want you to continue to be blessed. Um, Stay prayerful. Continue to praise God. Continue to. Invite him into those places of your heart to worship. Until next Sunday, keep it locked. (laughs) Join us again next Sunday at In Hot Pursuit. We look forward to your feedback and your comments. Thank you for listening in. Be blessed.